Welcome to Walk With Me, a ministry of Cornerstone Church. Hi, my name's Tori and I'll be your host. Sometimes when I want to make a new friend, I'll say, come walk with me and we'll talk. My goal for this podcast is that we as women would walk together and enjoy sweet community in Christ. Today on our program, we have Joyce Driscoll. Welcome, Joyce. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm glad you came out on this cold, wintry day. Well, it's just fun to get to hang out with you. Oh, you too. <laughs> Ditto. So, um, tell me a little bit about yourself, your family, your God story, anything you would like us to know. Okay, well, I am 65 years old, which is exciting to me now. When I turned 40, that wasn't becoming the older woman wasn't an exciting huh. thought for me. But now I'm like, okay, I want to be excited about who I am. And... It's an accomplishment. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I'm excited about that. Yeah. Um, I became a Christian when I was in high school. Okay. It was actually one of my teachers that shared the gospel with me. Huh. That's and, pretty unusual. Yeah. Well, and especially in that day and age, there wasn't even a pager. And so he was sharing the gospel with me. And then there's a little knock on the door right when he gets done sharing. And there was standing another person that I worked with in the school. And that was a woman, and so she whisked me away, and I prayed. and oh. Yeah, and so that was the beginning of my relationship with Jesus. Oh, wow. So, Did you have spiritual interests before that, or was it just a new thing? I, I had a, I, well, when you're, I don't know, for me, when I was a senior in high school, it was just, there was just that questioning time, and mm-hmm. I was asking questions. And I think there was this group of teachers and secretaries that were believers that were kind of watching for students like that. Wow. And so um, the guidance counselor told this teacher who, you know, then also shared it with somebody that I did. Um, I stocked books uh-huh. um, for the school. I went to a school that was about the same size as Ames High. And a public school? It was a public school. Wow. Yeah. What a neat thing to yeah. have a group of teachers. Yeah. Believing teachers. Yep. Yep. That that were. And so when he came to that point in the gospel when he said he talked to Jesus every night, that he had a personal relationship, it was like, whoa. I don't have that. Huh. It was like, I knew that God loved me. I knew that I was a sinner. I uh-huh. knew that Christ died for me. But I didn't know what you were supposed to do. You didn't know there do. is anything else. Right. Right. Yeah. And so when he said that, it was just like life-changing for me. Huh. And that, that was the peace that I was hungering for. Like a flip, a switch flipped on. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And, and so that every Christmas I would do this. What's this supposed to be all about? Yeah. And, and I would always ask that. And at Easter, I would do that same thing because it, I would even ask people in the church that I attended at the time, you know, how do you guys do this? Because I felt like I was trying to gut something out and huh. they were all smiling and, you know, emotional. But, yeah. But I didn't. But you didn't, hadn't fit all the pieces together yet. Right. And so, so the truth was in that church, they believed in what I would call blanket salvation, that everybody's covered when Jesus died. Uh-huh. That there's nothing you have to do personally right, about it. Right, right, right. So, so it actually, it was after, shortly after I became a Christian, the pastor's son became a Christian, and then the pastor became a Christian. Oh, so, <laughs> wow, so what a story. Yeah, yeah. So he was a pastor but didn't really know about he, a relationship with yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he didn't know about having a personal relationship. Hmm. Yeah. That is quite a story. So, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that's kind of fun. So, yeah. and um, ended up in Ames and was a single gal until I was 39 years old. And so, um, 
met my husband. Um, so I think a lot of the things that I've learned in life, I've learned through other people that were willing to share their lives with me. So I think I had a head start when I stepped into marriage huh. because I had friends that had already been married, you know, for 10 or 20 years at that point in time. There's power in modeling. So, yes. Behavior. So, yeah. Huh. I really benefited from that. And Tom would say he's benefited from that. He's thanked those women. Right. Um, and we need to, as women, encourage, well, we need to be models ourselves for our women and we need to encourage women to seek out yes. other women because it's really yeah. powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah, that's a those are that's great. Okay, so today we're going to um, talk about serving God by serving others. And I I sent you an email asking if you'd like to be on the program because I see you as such a servant-hearted woman. And I don't always see that in women. And you, um, as we talked before the program, kind of think of as as encouraging, but I see it as you just being a great servant of God and of other women. So tell me about that. I feel like it's a gift. Well, it, it is a gift in one sense, but I think it's a gift that God gives to all of us, huh. that ability to serve, and then we served it out in the way that he gifts us. Ah. You know, so I think he calls us all to serve, but... Well, he himself was a servant. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, and I think for me, a big deal was coming to understand that I, I didn't, I don't need to serve to get his love or to mm, get anything from, I, you know because that's what I w- had grown up in mm-hmm. you know you do that performance for God. Yes. yeah so so the more that I come to understand his grace and his mercy uh-huh the more that I'm able the, the more that I want to serve him the more that I want to serve others huh you know and so I think that he's given me um, the gift of encouragement so I think I see the things that I'm doing through the eyes of how to encourage uh-huh. um, and sometimes that looks like what I would call serving uh-huh. you know because like I said to you initially I struggled with that whole serving others thing because uh-huh. I do think of myself as an encourager so people who I think have the gift of service they delight in putting up tables mm-hmm. and you know doing a variety of different things mm-hmm. and I will do that if mm-hmm. that encourages you. Hmm. If you need me to do ah, that, okay. I will do that. Okay. But if somebody comes along that delights in that, I will let go of that. Okay. You know, and so it, I'm looking for what will encourage in that setting. Okay. And so, you know, when I help Tina yeah. at the office. Right. That was it, one of my questions. Like when I see you stuffing programs or, or cleaning the kitchen at church, is that something you love doing? It's not that I love cleaning the kitchen or I love stuffing envelopes. It's that I see my friend need some encouragement. Ah, and that's the way you do it. And it is encouraging. Yeah. And so I see her encouraged. And yeah, I have fun when you get down a system of how to clean or Uh how to stuff things. Uh Um, But it was like the day that you saw me doing the tags. Yeah. It was fun for me because actually in that process, I found a friend's grandson was a part of salt. Oh, And neat. so it was just fun yeah. to be able to pray for him while I was doing that. Right. Or other gals that I'm spending time with. Right. Then I'm, as I'm filling that, I'm praying mm-hmm. for those guys. And right. So, so that's fun in right. that sense. Yeah. Um, but I'm not motivated just because it's a fun thing to clean. Right. But rather, I'd rather encourage my friends. Uh-huh. How do I encourage my friends? I've rarely met people who think it's fun to clean. But maybe there are some. Oh, yes. I have a friend They're, who oh, loves, it's loves fun? to clean. Yeah. Oh, I have a friend who thinks it's fun to iron. Oh, hey. 
I can help her out. <laughs> oh, you like that? <laughs> that That's not my thing. So have you always been motivated to be an encourager or meet the others? Or is this something that happened after you met Jesus? Um, I was raised in a family that were not believers um, and we were encouraged to come alongside people. So we took meals to other people. Okay. We helped migrant workers. Um, we we did a variety of things that would be out of some people's comfort zones. Huh. Um, but when I became a Christian, then it took it from serving to earn something okay. for God yeah. to out of the overflow of my relationship with Jesus. Right then I want to do these things. Right. Now, some people listening might under, not understand that we don't have to earn. Why don't we have yeah, to earn well, Jesus' that, love? Yeah. Or God's love? Because of his love for us, he did what he did. You know, the father giving us his son, uh -huh. the son being willing to live here for 30 years. and Be you born know, as a baby. Yeah. 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 And just the struggles that people put him through. And right. then, then to die and to come back. Yeah. You know, the power that he had and the willingness that he had to be obedient. Right. And he did everything we couldn't do. Yes. So he lived the perfect life that no way we could live. Right. Right. And so. Yeah. 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 And what a relief that is. Oh. That I don't have to live to, a perfect life. To live in grace. Yeah. To release from performancism. Yes. What a gift that is. So, uh, Joyce, I first met you when I brought my kindergartner, Shay, who is now nearly 21, to McDonald's after a first day of school. I think that's the first time I met you. Yep. yep. Yeah. And so you were such a cheerful server um, that the kids really felt uh, important to you and begged to go back. And so why'd you choose to work at a place like McDonald's? Tell me a little bit about that. Well, so back up. And okay. in the time that I grew up, if you went to college, you either became a teacher mm -hmm. or a nurse. Okay. So I always thought I was going to be a teacher. All right. And... Um, went through the schooling and was excited about doing that. But in starting to do that, realized that I wasn't good at seeing, taking care of the needs of 30 at one mm. time. I was seeing all these individuals Individual. and it overwhelmed me yeah. to figure out how to do that. Huh. And so I needed a job. Right. So I started working at McDonald's. Okay. The beauty that I had was I didn't have any debt. So uh, I could do yeah. any job. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I started working at McDonald's and saw that as an opportunity to be Jesus hmm. to the people on both sides of the counter. Yeah, exactly. You know, the people that... That's yes, exactly what you were to us. Yeah. And, and it was fun. It was fun to, you know, when you asked the thing about serving, I was thinking on the way over here that there was a, a lady who came in grouchy every single day. Huh. And it took me two years to win her over. Oh my. But I was determined that I was going to love her. No I'm surprised she kept coming in. Yeah. Yeah. I she just I don't think she was happy in life. Uh-huh. You know, but it was in finally she brought her children in and it was in my loving her children uh -huh. and oh, being patient win with people. Yeah. That totally. being patient with her children. Wow, that's quite a story. So was that a difficult environment for you? Um, or you felt like it was a kind of a mission field? I saw it as a mission field. Mm -hmm. I saw it as an opportunity that God yeah. that God gave me. Sure, it was hard at times. Um, working that kind of environment uh -huh. is not always pleasant to do. And, you know, the choices that people make in those environments, it was right. good for me to learn the difference in people and to learn about people. It's a know? high turnover place, yes. isn't it? Yep. 
people yeah. don't stay real long. Yeah. And well, and the reality of you need to invest in the people that God puts in front of you. And you don't know whether that person's going to stay with you for mm-hmm. a lifetime mm-hmm. or whether they're going to be with you for that just that time. That But planting a seed. You know, the yeah. word of God never returns void. Yep. So even saying the name of Jesus sometimes I think is yes. all you need to do. Yes. Because it's powerful. Yeah. Well, and the beauty is that God, I love that he's gracious in encouraging me in times when I'm feeling overwhelmed. Mm. So I actually worked at McDonald's for 40 years. Really? And I didn't in, realize it was that long. Yeah. In that The process, same place? Yeah. Well, I did some training in oh, all okay. of the stores, okay. and I worked with people with special needs at one point in time. Oh, yeah. Um, but there was a gal that I worked with that just was an ornery high school student. She loved to drive me crazy. She, huh. she loved to just bait me. Uh-huh. You know, um, but, but I just loved her huh. and cared about her. And 15 years later, she wrote me, and she said, oh, I just goodness. wanted you to know, I became a Christian, Joyce. I knew that you would want to know that. And, you know, that that's one of those, thank you, God. Oh. Because that reminds me of what I need to be doing and why I need to be doing exactly. it. Exactly. And it may not be on your timetable that the fruit should show. Right. Right. Huh. Yeah, because you want you want to share it and you want the people to respond and, and you want to be able to benefit. And I haven't. She's not here, you know, here yeah. but I got to, to hear that. Is that, uh, like, an environment like that, is it okay? to talk about Jesus in that, or is it something you do privately with the, the people? Um, depends upon the opportunity that, that you have. When uh-huh. I first started working there, um, they hated Christians, and I couldn't figure out why there was such a dislike of Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I came to find out that a young man had worked there, and um, he had wanted to go to the mission field, and they told him, no, you need to get a job. Mm-hmm. Work for a year, and then you mm-hmm. go to the mission field. Well, it turns out that every time he got stressed, mm-hmm. he would go read his Bible. Hmm. Okay, where in at McDonald's would you get stressed? It would be busy. Yes. Oh. And so he would leave the store and read yeah, his Bible. That, so it was like, okay, I understand. Good... But so that was good for me to, yes. to okay, connect the dots. I need to reflect Jesus. Mm-hmm. I need them to ask me, mm-hmm. why are you different than mm-hmm. that guy? What's yeah. what's going on? Yeah, you know, and for us to realize that maybe somebody's come before us that we don't right. we don't know what what's right. happened. But that's a good word too for the women. Sometimes uh, reflecting Jesus is working hard. Yes, is that's what it looks yep. like, yep. rather than even speaking or reading your Bible. Sometimes it looks like I'm working hard when we need to be working hard. Yep. yep. And I had one boss who loved to just see how I would respond, and he would just drop a box in front of me and tell me to pick it up, hmm. just to see what my attitude yeah. would be. That would be difficult. So that that was great. I was grateful to God because he was teaching me at that time the importance of submitting to authority. Mm. Even and, bad authority. Yeah. And so it was, how am I going to reflect this? And how are the rest of the people going to watch me uh, when I'm doing this? Wow. Yeah, I think there's so many times we don't think about the people watching. But there's yeah. people watching all the time. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about other jobs. You worked at McDonald's for a really long time. Yep. Um, other jobs and opportunities you've taken maybe in church or the community just because you had a motivation to serve or encourage? Um, well, probably the key one for me is the opportunity to be at the welcome space. Okay. So, you know, at Cornerstone, when you walk in the door, mm-hmm. there's the round circle. Mm-hmm. And when we'd gone to Cornerstone about a year, um, somebody asked if we would want, you know, to do that. And yeah. For me, um, I was one of those, the last person picked on a team. Oh, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and so 
I'm looking for that person that feels like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching for the person who's kind of dragging in the door right. or um, trying to slide in the door or whatever. So, so that's just a privilege to me, uh -huh. to be meeting those new people and um, to be looking for that person that might need somebody to pray for them or to say yeah. a word of encouragement. Do they always welcome that or do some people try to distance themselves when you try to welcome them? Oh, some people try to distance themselves. Um, I've, I've had to rethink that, you know, uh -huh. um, of, okay, why am I doing this? You know, so I try on a good day to remember on Saturday to spend time praying for all of us that are serving, mm. whether it's in D6 or whether mm -hmm. it's ushering. Or, what a great practice. You know, yeah. uh, so, you know, getting in that habit of getting that mindset of I'm going to serve uh -huh. and I'm going to have that opportunity. Am I going to be ready for that opportunity mm. or is it going to sail past me? Mm. You know, because there was a time at McDonald's when somebody said to me, you know, how is it? that you're able to withstand these things that are coming your way. Huh. And and I missed that opportunity. You know, I didn't, I wasn't prepared. Uh, you know, yeah. there's that verse that says, always, always be, be prepared. prepared. You know, and, and I wasn't prepared. Uh -huh. And at McDonald's, things happen fast. Exactly. And that was a 10-second window right, that right, I had, right. and then it was gone. Uh -huh. You know, and so now I'm, I'm purposing, uh -huh. you know, it's like when I get up in the morning, I'm praying mm -hmm. about what are my opportunities mm -hmm. at the grocery store yeah. to reflect Jesus. Wow. What are my opportunities? You're so aware. I think a lot of us just go through on autopilot. But you're so aware of being a reflection. I love that. Well, and that's part of the benefit of being older. Yeah. You know, because... I would agree. You know, There's a lot of advantages to being older. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I think for those that are listening, the reality is you, some of you are only 20 years old. Right. And... It's okay to be where you're at. Right. You know, and not to compare yourself to other people, but rather, what is it you're calling me to do? Mm. You know, and so to be continually growing and learning and changing, you know, because I don't I don't want to be stagnant. That's what, one of the things that I love about having college students into our house. Yeah. Because I love their passion. I love their excitement. So I can keep learning uh -huh. about the importance of following right. after Jesus. Because right. you can get into the ho-hum stuff. Yes. You know, and I need Easily. to I need to benefit from other people. So how do you do that? Do you have a structure that, do, are you like, do you serve college students a meal? What, how do you have them in your home? Um, yes to both. So, okay. Um, because I'm at the welcome space, mm -hmm. then I'm welcoming college students right. that come. There's a lot of them here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so when I meet somebody that's, um, a, a high school student coming, uh -huh. I'll say to them, Hey, if you come back here, you know, this is my name and number. And if you need something, yeah. you know, this is what I want you to do. But I also let them know about salt. Yeah. And, um, at the same time, I'm looking for, um, I'm meeting leaders, Yes. That, um, you know, it's like, hey, do you need a home mm -hmm. that you want to meet in? Or would you like to come to our house? And so we have groups that come into our house mm -hmm. um, on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. um, and this this next semester, we're going to have an opportunity for families to invite a connection group into their home hmm. once or twice during the semester. That's um, great. So, yeah, so we're working with SALT yeah. to do that. And so, yeah, because it's, it's my delight but right. I've also seen how many people don't know how to get involved in that, don't know how to do it. When I was a college student myself, yeah, um, I went to a believing church, but the 
the adults didn't talk to us. Oh, wow. Because they didn't know what to do with us. Right, right. You know, and I don't want us to be a church mm-hmm. that's like that. Right. You know, I want us oh, to be Oh, and I invited. so desired to be in a home when I was a college student. Yeah. It was just a, a, I don't know, a warm, welcoming place. When you live in a dorm room. Yes. That's yeah. such a, a great opportunity. Well, and if you're a young believer or a new believer, you may not have ever been around anybody right. to know what does this look like uh-huh. after college? Right. How do I do this after college? Right. How do I think about dating? How uh-huh. do I, you know? So it's fun to have groups into our home right. and, and let them ask the questions that they want to ask. And right. watch. Yeah. You know, yeah. watch you relate to your husband. Yes. And, yeah. and watch you load your dishwasher and not complain. Yes. You know, things like that. So, yeah. you know, speaking of families, you've really ministered to a lot of families, mine included. And so when our kids were little, Tom and Joyce would come stay as kind of uh, substitute parents. Yeah. And we so benefited from that. Not only did the kids learn that there were other people kind of watching out for them and leading them that they could look up to, but it really encouraged Brent and I because it helped our marriage that we could get away. And so you've done that for a lot of other families. Well, it's my husband's conviction that we support leaders. Oh. So so we it's not that we are exclusive, yeah. but but in your case he was like, They're elders in our church. Mm. We need to make ourselves available. Mm. And so it was purposing how do we support the leaders in our church because it's it's easy for leaders to be leading so much that they get depleted. Right. And so we wanted to make sure oh, that and you that guys was were such getting... a filling thing for us to yeah. be able to get away for a few days and and I think fun for you guys to interact oh, with yeah. the kids and yeah. see them grow up. And so, yeah, yeah. so yeah. you've done that. And I know that you do things like make baby blankets and pray for the babies that are born. So you're so involved in the whole life of the church. And I love that you haven't limited yourself to just one segment, but you kind of have your hand on the pulse of so many parts of our church. Hmm. Thank you. So, yeah, it's a huge yeah. encouragement to people. So, um you know, we talked about your jobs and your opportunities and the things you do in church um, and you're helping with families and uh, college students. So does your service just happen kind of publicly or does it happen at your own house? What does home life look for you? Look okay. like for you? Well, let me back up a thought. Okay. Um, there was a customer that came through McDonald's one time. Okay. And I was being nice to him. Yeah. And he said, do you use up all your nice here? Huh. Or, you know. What a question. You, yeah. And so I actually went home and asked Tom. You know, do I use all of my nice up at home at at work, or do do I come you know home uh-huh. and do I do I offer nice and um, it's been important to me to be that servant to Tom to huh. be to honor and respect him uh-huh. and it's also a privilege that I have when I get together with other gals that we pray about that, that we're purposeful in how we serve our husbands. Yeah, you know, purposeful and, is a great word. So, yeah. 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 Because it's so easy to just want to come home and relax, uh-huh. come home and let down. But I still have a responsibility right. um, wherever I am uh-huh. to be responding out of the love that the Father gives me. How am I responding to my husband? How right. am I responding to the students that yeah. he places in our home? Yeah. How am I responding to the families that he lets us yeah. be involved with? That's yeah. great. Yeah, I remember you and Tom being in a connection group with us, and Tom, um, I think, said that, yeah, Joyce doesn't nag me, and she's never nagged me. She just prays about things. When she's irritated, 
I don't really know, but she prays about it. And I think that you've seen fruit from that. Yeah, yeah. But Tom will come up to me and he'll go, have you been praying about this? <laughs> yeah. You know, uh -huh. so I, because I didn't marry till 39, I had the privilege of watching other friends. Mm. And one of my friends said to me, every time I nag my husband, I, I put our relationship back six months. Mm. And, true. and so that statement really made me think about how do I want to respond. Huh. And so I purposed from the beginning of our marriage that if there was something that was troubling me, oh. that I would go to God about it. Oh. And do you go to God like, God, please change my husband? Or do you say, oh, Tom's driving me crazy. How do you go to him? Oh, well, I'm David. I'm just very screaming and yelling. And, okay. You know, what? That makes why, me feel better. Why is this? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my mantra, I would say, in the beginning of my marriage was the First Corinthians 13. Love bears all things, uh, you know, hopes all things, yeah. endures all things. I would emphasize those words to right. God. You know, but, but that's the truth of what he wants me to do. But I was mad at God because he was making me have to bear things and endure things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so... I just took the time, especially in the beginning of our marriage, to journal the truth of what I was thinking and feeling. Huh. Um, so, so it was kind of like a psalm. It took me longer than David to get it worked out, yeah. to come to right thinking. But I never demanded of myself that I come to right thinking by the time that I finished. Huh. Um, I just would keep writing. Hmm. Yeah. And then your mind eventually grasped onto what was true right. rather than what you felt. Right. Oh, that's yeah. a great. So thing you to do. change from that emotion mm -hmm. spot. Right, right. To, All the to, emotions can be very convincing and loud. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, we have to teach ourselves to think with truth. And I, we really benefited, I think, from someone who counseled us before we got marriage, married when he said that, you know, if you, you need to, to be honest about the emotions that you're having, huh. you know, and that that's, that's a part of it, of the reality of things. And, I think you have to be sensitive of what what of that am I telling my husband? Mm. You know, so for me, a, a strong verse that's that's kind of my filter is um, Ephesians 4, 20, 29, when it says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Okay, so that's already, you know, pretty, but then it says... Only what is oh, helpful. Yeah. And, okay, so that cuts out a whole bunch more. And oh. th then that it may give grace to those who hear. So running the things that I want to say to Tom through that filter oh. before I speak. All of the things you say require you to be very conscious of how you're thinking. Right. And I thought I think a lot of us aren't. R yes. Mm -hmm. And that's where walking and writing, mm -hmm. those things are helpful to me. Hmm. And being careful of where I'm going for input. Oh, you know, and what I, you're exposing yourself to. Right. Because it, it's it's easy to, you know, you hear somebody f frustrated with their husband. It's easy to step into that. Mm -hmm. And so because I married later, I had already developed the principle of saying, no, I'm not going to do that. Hmm. You know, I'm not going to step into that with someone else. Yeah. If, if I can't talk about it with my husband, then my only person right now is God. Huh. You know, and so taking those things to God and wrestling those things through with God. Right. You know, and That's I, excellent. I have a principle when I get together with, with gals um, to, to just say, if we're going to talk about things, mm -hmm. you know, then you have to know that your husband's comfortable with what you're talking about. Mm. And you have to be comfortable 
that I'm going to tell that I may tell my husband stuff. Mm. Yeah, know? that's and and so that's that's one principle. And the other yeah. the other one is that we're not going to work on them. We're going to work on us. Right. You know, how are we going That's to honor and respect them? Too. No matter if they ever right. change. Right. You know, and right. so I'm not responsible mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm responsible. And like you said, when I when I pray, I just say to God, okay, this this is what's bugging me. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if I'm looking at it wrong, then show me. Mm. You know, if he's looking at it wrong, then show him. I don't care if you use a TV show, you know, or the radio, or right. you know, somebody just directly coming up to him and saying it, or the word, or directly from the Holy Spirit. Uh huh. Just show him if if I'm right. But if I'm wrong, that's fine. Right. You know, just show me how I'm thinking wrong. Yeah, and God will be faithful to do that. Yes. So faithful to do that, even through my dog. You know, yes. that'll show me like, oh, you're yeah. being exactly like that. You're yes. pulling me. And uh, you're not supposed to be going that direction. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. God's yeah. so faithful. Yeah. So what's one attitude you see in young women today that could be remedied by more of a servant-like or encouraging attitude like you have? What's one thing you see? Well, the thing that I see, but I, I think it's true of all of us, um, is that we're selfish. Mm. Very. You know, and, and because we're selfish, then we can't... That we're begrudging the serving. We're mm. begrudging mm. whatever our role is. So I need to, you mm. know, I need to get back. I mm-hmm. need to encourage my friends to get back. What's mm. getting back to, okay, I have a father who loves me. Mm. I have a father who delights in me. I'm his princess. Mm-hmm. I get to sit on that throne. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, now, from that perspective, mm. how can I serve my father? Do you think we're selfish because we fear we won't have enough time to do things? Or why are we so selfish? Or we don't want to get involved? It's too hard. Well, I think there's lots of reasons. I think the mm. core is I want it to be all about me. Well, that's true. You know, we I don't... Want, we I, want all the out of girls and good job and... Yeah. Really, that should all go to God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know, so I make a lot of things God. I make my husband God. Mm. I make the yeah, people I hang out with God. You know, yeah. I make the way my home looks God. Or, you know... Exactly. All, all they become, those. they sit in God's place. Right. And yeah. so th- then I, then it, when I'm becoming frantic, then it's like, okay, stop. What's God right now? Uh-huh. What have you put in God's place? Yeah. Anytime, uh, Walswell Chambers says, anytime we put something before God, there's confusion. Yes. Things well, become very confusing yeah. because something else is sitting in God's place. Yeah. So yeah. when we're starting to think, in a confusing way or things don't make sense, we need to say, oh, is something else in God's place? Yeah. For me, it's frantic. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm starting yeah. to act frantic. Yeah, frantic. That's a yeah. good word because I think we all get there. Yeah. Or yeah. most of us get there. Yeah. So how could we as Christian women be more of a, aware? I feel like you see the needs of people and the people that need to be encouraged that walk in the door when you're at the welcome space. How can I train my eyes to be more aware of that sort of thing? People that need something and i'm not seeing it well one is praying praying is key you know i've heard you talk about praying a lot today even and i do that but not nearly with as much intention as you do and that's the beauty of being older Mm -hmm. you know those Mm -hmm. are the things that god's pushing home to me Mm -hmm. i think praying having a friend that's willing to pray for you that you can say you know, I'm not doing a good job mm. of seeing these things. Would would you pray that yeah. I would be intentional? Yeah. 
you know, will you ask me about that? That's good. Accountability is huge. Yeah. You know, uh-huh. but, but you know, it's, it's easy to blurt that out. Uh-huh. But am I really looking for somebody who's going to hold me accountable to yeah, that? Yeah, because it's hard. But like our sermon yesterday, Jeff yes. said we need to listen to hear correction. Yes. And that really helps us, yeah. actually. Yeah. So that's good to have an accountability friend or, or partner for that. And then be willing to listen to yeah. what they say. Yeah. So, you know, we have a lot of women out there who um, would like to, or they're anxious to meet the needs of others, or, or they're excited to join God as what it's doing, but they don't really know how to do it. Um, and they don't really know how to get the accountability friend. You yeah. know, would you like yeah. to pray for those women to be able to see those needs and be able to encourage people? Yeah, I'd love to. More like, be more like Christ. Yeah. Wow, God, what a privilege to be able to come before you. We thank you for each woman that you've chosen to be a part of this time with us together. Um, thank you for Tori and for giving her a vision for this. And, and God, thanks for the the women that are wanting to follow after you. Thank you for um, allowing us to be a part of Cornerstone and being encouraged in our thinking. I pray that um, you would just take and open up the hearts of the women who have made a choice to listen. Give them encouragement of your love and your grace and your mercy to them. And that out of that, Lord, um, you would give them strength Strength that would cause them, Lord, to take risks, to speak to someone who's sitting beside them, um, to be willing to listen to that nudge um, that you're giving them um, to go and do something different or to speak differently. I pray that um, you would help them to ask questions of those. uh, I know that Tori and I are both willing to be asked questions and to get together and to wrestle with things. Um, But there's lots, there's hundreds of people in this church that desire to do that, Lord. And and I pray that you would answer the cry of those women's hearts, that you would give them someone that would encourage them. You would um, help them to know how to take initiative in in regards to that, Lord. Yeah, help them to step forward in courage and in confidence because you want to give that to them, Lord. I pray that they would see themselves in your hand and would know how much you're delighting in them and how much you want to guide them through this time, Lord. Yeah, we're just excited for what you want to do, Lord. I pray that you would um, just turn the heart of our church, um, give freedom to the women in our church, to become known as those that are are wanting to serve, that they would be known as those that love well on others, that we would, that this community would be speaking about our church uh, because we're doing those things. Give us courage not just to do it for one time, Lord, but to not grow weary in doing good, uh, but to encourage each other in how to do that, Lord. And God, I'm excited for how you want to do this and. Yeah, I pray that you would just give strength and a fresh passion and excitement to each woman who's taken the time to listen today. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for the time that you spent here today and just for your encouragement. Yes, that we would be known as women who serve each other and love each other well and and delight in doing that. So thanks for your wise words. Yeah, and, um, thanks for this time. Yeah, thanks for being here. 
Thanks for walking along with us today. I'd love to get to know you better, so let's walk again sometime, shall we?